Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Steph can still play. I'm sure he would love to have that deep ball again. He'd be the first to tell you. He's super competitive. He's going to work his tail off this offseason and I know there's various reasons or questions on this or his production all that but I still see Steph as a number one receiver Bill's general manager Brandon Bean talking about Stephon Diggs amongst many other things earlier this week when the Bills had to clean out lockers it makes me sad thinking about what could have been they were the most chaotic and destructive team this season in one of the most chaotic seasons we've seen in a long time i felt like thematically it made sense that they should be able to go all the way because they are unpredictable but the problem with an unpredictable team is is that they lose in ways that are predictable i was gonna say unpredictable honestly i mean bills fans have seen this movie before (laughs) yeah you want it to be unpredictable you want it to be unpredictable, but the one thing that was consistent all year was the struggles on special teams. Guess what? Your season died at the hands of it. So, yeah, that's the strangest thing about the Bills is that they lost in a way that was kind of predictable. What's funny is I feel like for a lot of Bills teams in the uh, in the drought era, the special teams was the highlight of everything. Yeah, everyone loved a Brian Mormon appearance. Even though that meant typically they're punting. Yeah. Or they're faking a field goal or something like that. Or something There are cool. a lot of those cool plays. There are a lot of those cool plays, but more times than not, when you saw Brian Mormon, it wasn't for good reasons. Yeah. And you saw him a lot. Best punter in team history. I mean, yeah. That's that's part that, of it. That, is... That's really the calling card of that era is that a lot of people clinged on to that Brian Mormon was twice one of the best punters in the NFL. Twice, yeah. That's the best part about it, twice. All right, but we're not talking about drought-era Bills. We're talking about this era's Bills, and a team that unfortunately had their season end in a uh, in a heartbreaking way and also in what I would say was a predictable way and also, to drive everyone crazy, uh, losing to the Kansas City Chiefs again. Bruce, avoid me from putting my head into this drywall. I got nothing for you. I'm All sorry. right, here we go. Let's do the drywall. That's just part of the deal. Now, I don't think it's overly productive for sure. I think, you know, you've got a problem and you put your head through drywall and, and now you have two problems or potentially three, depending on the, the status of your head afterwards. I mean, what if it's satisfying? Like, what if, I, what if I get enjoyment out of losing the brain cells? Um, 
<laughs> I think you'll get enjoyment out of now because of the lessen the pain. But I'm not entirely sure in the long run anybody really thinks back on their lives and goes, you know what? I'm really glad I lost those brain cells. But I feel <laughs> good about it now that I'm older. I'm like, gosh, you know what I really would be annoyed by now? More brain cells. I mean, that would be a burden for me. We just have to find a way to deal with it. You know, we got to find a way to, <laughs> to get around this without any meaningful long-term damage. I think. Also, um, please don't put yourselves through drywall. ESA joke. All right. Uh, Bruce Nolan, Buffalo Rumblings, joining us here on the Western Hotline as the Bills offseason begins uh, after their loss last week, Kansas City. Bruce, I mean, there were a lot of things about this game, but we've had all week uh, to decompress from the game. I don't want to talk about the game anymore. The game is well in the past to me. I will say um, it's basically a matter of they, this team has a to-do list, and what should be its number one priority as of right now, considering, well, coaching staff might be changing up a little bit on the underneath of Sean McDermott. I think the first thing from a chronological standpoint, not necessarily from an overall impact standpoint, from a chronological standpoint, you got to make sure your coaching staff gets right. A lot of organizations have the senior bowl as sort of a soft deadline for being able to make sure that all of their coaching staff they want to be able to send kids down there. and They want to be able to have meaningful scouting discussions at what they believe to be a, a significant, you know, scouting event. And so breaking today that the line coach is going to go be defensive coordinator of the Bears. Now you have a defensive line coach to fill, but that also means you now have a token on your that you didn't necessarily have if you wanted to try to defensive coordinator interest elsewhere, you have a card to play that you didn't have before because you could potentially offer him defensive coordinator and assistant head coach positions, which would be a meaningful bump and a raise and all the associated you know novelties that come along with that particular role. So it's on one hand, I don't think a lot of Bills fans are going to look at Eric Washington and go, yes, absolutely, we had to keep him. Because the defensive linemen that they've invested a lot in, they really showed up in crunch time. I think that was one of the big criticisms is that the defensive line against the Kansas City Chiefs, when your second-level defenders were absolutely beat up, they were present and they were absent. You needed them to show up in that moment. So I don't think a lot of Bills fans are going to lose a ton of sleep over Eric Washington, but it is something you have to get right. But now that also gives you a chip on the table if you want to try and retain Bobby Babbage. So I think that's the first thing chronologically to get right. It's not the most important thing in the offseason. It's just the thing you have to do right now. Another thing about that, though, with Eric Washington going to Chicago to accept the defensive coordinator position, uh, Bruce, is, yeah, there is a bargaining chip for uh, for Bobby Babbage, but I've started having a thought of, I don't know if this team necessarily feels the need for a defensive coordinator yeah it may be to retain Babbage but that might be the only reason because the only problem that was broken about the Bills defense this past season was the injuries I think that the fact that Sean McDermott didn't immediately say in his post-game press conference yes I'm going to keep play calling duties just right off the bat hey I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep play calling duties because that was what happened when Leslie Frazier left. When Leslie Frazier left, it was not – we didn't even search for a defense coordinator. It was, I'm going to take over play-calling duties. There were no interviews. 
There were no, well, none reported publicly anyway. And so I think the fact that he didn't openly say that means there's a possibility he's at least opening that option. Maybe potentially he knew that Bobby Babbage was going to get sniffs elsewhere. I agree with you. You know, the defense, it's a pretty obvious connection between getting absolutely beat up on the second level. It's hilarious. We spent all this time talking about Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano last offseason, the offseason before, and we used the phrase linebacker-centric defense to describe Sean McDermott's defense. We drew the parallels back to the last time he was a defense coordinator in Carolina. We said that linebacker-centric defense ended the year with no linebackers. And so you're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I'm not here writing excuses for Sean McDermott, but it's certainly a contributing factor in this situation. So you would like to have seen him with not a full deck, but at least a partially full deck on the second level against the Kansas City Chiefs. But the fact that he didn't say right off the bat, yes, I'm 100% going to keep play calling dudes. I still think he does, mind you. But I think that having a defensive coordinator, even if you call plays, is still okay to help you with game planning. Because there's plenty of offensive minded head coach who calls offensive plays who have offensive coordinators. So I don't think the coordinator title necessarily has to go with play caller. It doesn't on the offensive side. I don't know why it would need to be that way on the defensive side. So you can potentially do it. My thought is that if Bobby Babich has aspirations above defensive coordinator, he's going to want to call plays. And at least he's going to want to get out from the shadow of a defensive minded head coach. Because we've seen what they did all those years with Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid in Kansas City. It was, well, whose offense is it really? And it was hard for him to get credit for those kind of things. And so if Bobby Babich has aspirations up one level, then he might, even if he was offered the defensive coordinator position with Buffalo, he might still take defensive elsewhere. So there is a meaningful chance that even if the Buffalo Bills do and could possibly do from a negotiation to keep Bobby Babbage, you could still potentially lose him because they have something to offer that you don't. Bruce, of course, um, with the uh, other side of it, though, there is an offensive coordinator vacancy, so to say, the interim tag uh, with the season ending for Joe Brady. First of all, how do you think Brady did in his um, less than half of a season as the OC? And also the fact that they're interviewing other candidates like former Bills quarterback Thad Lewis, who did a really good job with Tampa Bay this year, and Baker Mayfield. Thad is one of those people who, when he was even playing, people were whispering about potentially him being a coach on the side of the ball. And it's for Thad. Types of players like Kellen Moore, who just don't necessarily have the ability to be make the throws that they want to. They know where the ball should go. They understand the concepts, but conceptually, between what they know they should execute and so i'm not surprised that Thad lewis is getting sniffs around the i think joe brady did a good job overall and i would be completely fine if he ended up being the offensive long term for the buffalo bills of course there's no such thing as a long-term offensive coordinator in the nfl anymore every single team in the entire league has changed their offensive coordinator at least once since 2021 which is an absolutely staggering statistic and it's just there are no such thing as long-term offensive coordinators anymore. That's just not a thing that happens. There's You're good and you get promoted to a head coach, or you're bad and you get fired. 
those are your options at that point. So the days of a Josh McDaniels being a longtime coordinator, Pete Carmichael being a, a longtime coordinator, and it, those days are essentially behind us. So I think he did a good job. I think the idea that he could marry up some of those run game concepts with some of the pass game concepts, you start to see some of the things developing. I do think that if he was retained, you wouldn't necessarily see the defense next year because he was when Joe Brady in the year, those stations are going to be saying you did this year. They're going to be okay. Now you get you get to be your show. It's your show. It would look different. What do you want? One I have Looks like we're having some connection issues here with Bruce, so we'll make sure we get those uh, fixed up here as uh, Bruce Nolan of Buffalo Rumblings has been joining us here on the West Her Hotline. Um, but yeah, about the offensive coordinator, though, TJ, like, there's a lot to it where, you know, Brady did do a good enough job, but there's also a nice little question that's going to seep in everyone's minds right now, which is they became a very run-heavy team when he took over. Mm-hmm. Is that what you want with Josh Allen? I think based on what Sean McDermott said and what Brandon Bean has been saying in their postseason uh, pressers here is they want explosive players and they want to be pass first, which is the first time in a number of off seasons that they've directly said, we want to be a passing team. So I don't know if I feel like that was already what was installed in the Ken Dorsey offense that the Bills were still emphasizing during the year so I think he just was running off of that I think it would be interesting to see what he can do with his own offense but I don't think it's a bad idea to look around for that I also think it's interesting that we haven't heard anything that they're looking outside of the organization for a defensive coordinator which to me says it's either coming from inside or it's not happening at all yeah, and like Bruce had made mention, like it is one thing to promote a defense coordinator that won't be that won't be calling plays. I mean, heck, that's exactly what's going on with um, Matt Eberflus in Chicago, bringing in Eric Washington. Like Washington's not going to be calling plays as a DC. No, that's still going to be um, Eberflus's job. He's so he's going to, into the same situation he was in this year, except with a with a, with a better title. with a better better title. Exactly. Yeah, a nice little title uh, added on to it. We'll try to get Bruce Nolan back in here and reconnected. Bruce, uh, sorry, we had to uh, have that interrupted for a moment. Whoever it is that's writing the script for meddling. Well, I mean, we'll see what we we'll see what we end up having to deal with here. I mean, I don't like I, if there's a script writer to my show, I will find him and uh, and and give him what's coming because. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of an idiot. I don't like this. It's not ideal by any means, um, <laughs> but I think we can we can have maybe maybe those advertisements that happen about the script writing and everything. Maybe we can get in on those ads and get some some of that sweet advertising cash. Maybe that'll help. Yeah, I mean, hey, like the the script writer put then that means that the script writer uh, made me stand up on a chair once while doing the show. And on a rolly chair, no less. So that was totally... Am I absolved of my stupidity if, if we have a script writer? No. Damn. <laughs> yeah, you're just, No, because you would always... You'd go off script. You'd go off script. You know it. <laughs> I do go off script. 
You'd be a director's worst nightmare. I am a director's worst nightmare. All anyway. right. <laughs> Let's go back to it. Um, Bruce, uh, your thoughts on uh, – on the head coach, I mean, the, on the uh, offensive coordinator search, um, unfortunately, they were cut off. Um, I do want to get your thoughts on overall Brady's performance as the Bills' OC. And, of course, um, there were some run-heavy tendencies to Joe Brady's play calling when he took over. Is that something that should be expected to continue if he remained the offensive coordinator? Or do you think he would adapt with his own playbook now not having to use Dorsey's? I would be surprised. Uh, a significant correlation since 2020 that the Bills have had pass rate over being top three, top five in the league. And then with Ken Dorsey in the middle of the year, all of a sudden it dips down to about 14. And you think to yourself, oh no, it's who the Buffalo Bills are now. And I don't think that's the case. Um, I would I would need to see significantly more sample size to say, oh, this is clearly what they want to be. They clearly want to be a team that runs you probably should with an elite quarterback. So I would anticipate that pack ticking up just because every single other year, regardless of offensive court, in Ken Dorsey in his first year, probably was still pass rate. I think that that's a, a, a philosophical thing from Sean McDermott, he says, listen, it's a pass league, it's a quarterback league, and we've got one of those dudes. So I don't think logically it would make a ton of sense for him to go, yeah, well, you know, we'd like to be a run-first team. I mean, it's not like Jim Harbaugh out here, right? Jim Harbaugh, in specific metrics when it comes to pass attempts, is in the bottom third of the league every single year coach, right? So, you know, this discussion about Jim Harbaugh going to Rodgers and Justin Herbert's going to take off, but the, the trend say that that would be a, a break for him, right? Michigan barely threw the ball. The 49ers barely threw the ball when he was there. It's just a dude, right? And maybe he didn't think Carl was that dude. So, I don't think it's a we want to be a run first team. So, Based on the entire body of evidence. All right, Bruce, I, I appreciate your time here today. Um, and I am sorry that the phones have added a nice little complication with us here. But, um, of course, people should know where to find you. Where do they find your work? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bruce and My show, the Bruce Exclusive, drops everything on the Buffalo all right bruce thank you for taking the time and uh of course we will do this plenty of more times during the off season my friend sounds good Derek. talk to you later all right that's bruce nolan buffalo rumblings joining us on the west her hotline so yeah no this is more or less looking like a uh it's a big off season but the first thing that you have to do is Get your staff in place. There's no defensive coordinator. There's no offensive coordinator, technically. And you need to fill these positions, fill them quickly, and have an idea of what you want to do, where you want to go with them. I'm happy, though, overall, that uh, the Bills are looking outside as well. They're not just happy with what they see in-house. They are looking to go ahead and say, all right, um, Joe Brady did earn himself his interview, but who else is out here that we can kick the tires on? And that's, at minimum, doing your due diligence. 
100%. Love that they're looking at uh, Thad Lewis here. Had a good track record with Baker Mayfield this year, so that looks nice. I think it would be interesting. Uh, I'm curious as to see what happens with Eric Bieniemy in Washington. If he'd be willing to... A, if he's able to get away from Washington, I think he's still under contract with them. Uh, but I don't know what his situation is. But like you said, looking outside is a good thing. I'm still curious about what I was talking about before, though, as to defensive coordinator and what they're going to do there and if they're going to do anything at all or uh, they're going to let Bobby Babbage go to one of the three destinations that he's interviewing with and and then they'll have to look for a couple of coaches. I feel like we're more trending towards Sean McDermott being the play caller and defensive coordinator again next year. I mean, I, again, we'll see. I we'll mean, see. But that is one way to where, keep Babbage in-house. trending, it feels. It is one way to keep Babbage in-house, who's been getting interviews for D.C. positions around the league. That said, well, I mean, it's pretty easy. You just go, hey, we'll add a nice little defense coordinator, sprinkle that onto your plate, uh, become more involved, be able to move up here, and avoid losing him to other teams. But sure. as Bruce made mention... Some of those defensive coordinator positions do involve, hey, you're going to be calling plays too. And that gives you more opportunity. It gives you probably even, I would imagine, more opportunity, more responsibility means more pay too. I mean, let's be real about that. I genuinely We're think, all human beings. Yeah. Let's all acknowledge that a higher pay for <laughs> higher responsibility is a real-life problem. I genuinely think that if, A, Bobby Babich wanted to be the Bills' defensive coordinator, and B, this is probably more of the A point, if the Bills wanted him to be the defensive coordinator, he would have gotten the title after the first interview request. We're on three interview requests at this point. Yep. So that's where I had the thought of, are the Bills going to hire a defensive coordinator? I don't know if they need to. Because the only thing that was broken last year, or this past season, I should say, was the team personnel. Yeah, I mean, you wonder what they could have done with a full stack of linebackers, or at least just one injury to the linebacking core. They I had would have, all of the injuries to the linebacking core by the end of the year. Like, you have Kansas a deck City of playing game. cards, and the Bills' hand was four Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> That's what happened here. That was what they ended up with in the divisional round was... And they're not even good ones. It's like a Karibo. Oh, see, I was going to say it's like... <laughs> It's like that you have the four pieces of Exodia, but like one of them's in your graveyard, so you really can't do anything with it. And now half of the listeners are like, what are you talking about? But the other half are like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> There's like 15% of you that are just like, oh. <laughs> These nerds are at it again. The nerds are at it again with this show. 15% of you are the Leonardo DiCaprio meme pointing at the radio right now. That's. I feel like that's a generous percentage. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a follower base that knows what I'm about. I mean, same. I still think it's a generous percent. <laughs> Probably. Um, but still, I'm I'm using numbers that aren't real. I'm a director's worst nightmare. You said it yourself. Ta-da. And that's how we go full circle, baby. That's called a callback. But yes, uh, a, a full deck. No, they had like... Yeah, like I said. We, just, we already went with that. We <laughs> went with the analogy. I don't need to do another one. I'm sticking to it. It's time to duel. It is. Yes. There, there's so much to be said because you feel like this is really one where you didn't let coaching totally get it away from you. Whereas the, a lot of the other 
losses in the playoffs have felt like coaching losses, whereas this one just felt like Kansas City just had the better they had the better hand. They had the less injuries. They had a running back that can punish you over and over and over again. They have a quarterback that can seemingly find anything on the field because you can't really cover the middle of the field with what you're putting out there. They're just, you want to, I've seen people try to say that, you know, you can't depend on Sean McDermott's defense late in the playoffs. It's like, you can't depend on a defense that has one healthy linebacker. I, I do subscribe to the fact that you should be able to rely on a defense. Uh, you should be able to sure. rely on a full team game, but that game was not it. Right. That and wasn't, you can't do a full team game if you don't have a full team. Exactly. Four pieces of Exodia. Uh, and the big thing about this is you just said it. The coaching blunders are typically what have happened in the past. This is not what that game was. This is not what that game became. And. Yeah, there were a couple you can point to, say, the uh, the fake punt. But I'm also the kind of person that says other teams have players that make plays, too. Uh, Drew Tranquil blew up that play. That that play, I'm not, I'm not even mad about that call because they had the numbers. Kansas City had 10 men on the field. They had the blocking all on that side, and DeMar Hamlin just picked the wrong way. It Not just, only that, they just, they just, I wouldn't just, say the they play, had the blocking. The, the play, they... Well, the play totally got blown up is what I'm saying. You yeah. had the numbers, but it got blown up, and you just watch it, and it's like, what what, what, what was going on there? I don't know. Um, and, of course, the main thing about it, though, is like that's the one blunder you can point at. Um Everything else was mostly execution and either a lack of talent or a mental error by a player or, you know, or even a physical error, like dropping a pass. Like those are things that just, they, they happen in football games and anyone saying like, oh, Josh Allen shouldn't have thrown that ball toward the end zone. Stefan Diggs was wide open on the crosser. Diggs was open, but good players make plays. Chris Jones finally showed up. In the biggest time, the most critical moment of that game, when Josh Allen's about to throw a strike across the middle, a la 2021, and it gets interrupted because a good player made a good play. That's how it works. That's how the game goes sometimes. I am getting sick of losing game of the year, quote-unquote. Yep. But at some point, there's also a luck piece to this as well and that is something that the bills are missing are we really going to call that game of the year it was a great game i I would say if it's game of the year what was what was sloppy about it though that's the thing i'm looking at is what was sloppy about it nothing everyone was on the edge of their seat the entire time the drama was there the bills were methodically and convincingly moving the football down the field and kansas city would strike back in record time it was also the Sunday primetime game. It was also a Sunday primetime game. That's the that's And it's the also big a big game. draw. Yep. Like naturally those two teams are going to be a big draw. Like Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes is game of the year material. I don't, I don't know how that can be argued. Unless yeah, unless like the Bills ended up getting their teeth kicked in like Cincinnati last year. Um this would be up there. Yeah, this is a close game. The field goal kicker missed a field goal at the end to tie the game. Yeah. And even then there'd be plenty of drama after the fact. 
Right. So I'm not going to say like it's the shoe in for game of the year, but it definitely should be up there. And the Bills, unfortunately, have the tendency to lose game of the year. So there is a luck element. The game that of they... their year. Yes. Always the game of their year. Yes. Even though every game before that was the game of their year. Every game was playoffs. Yeah. But I mean, this one, the stakes, the stakes are there. It's your third meeting in the playoffs. Again, it's your two biggest quarterbacks in the league facing off against each other. You wish this could be the AFC championship, but it's not. It never is. Like, it one it was time once, was. Right. And it was the most disappointing of the three. Right. The two games that were amazing uh, between the Bills and Chiefs, drama to the end, have been in the divisional round. Yep. But at some point, you need to be able to tie it together and actually get the win and that is where the temperature on sean mcdermott's seat will go up in due time do i have to have a conversation about him this year no i mean there's plenty of people that probably think he should be gone um i'm gonna be a realist and say no that's probably not like that's not happening i feel like the conversation was had about six or seven weeks ago and uh that's i don't want to say it's been proven wrong at this point but They've shown he's shown me everything you need to to show me when they lost to the Eagles, since they lost to the Eagles. Yeah, and uh, the conversation got put back in the dirt. Basically, is what happened here. Uh, had the Bills missed the playoffs, for example, in any way, shape, or form, then yeah, we're having an ugly conversation. That we have to put a pin in this one, and uh, we'll come back to it next year. Hopefully not. That's that's my saying on it. Sean McDermott, it's uh yeah, we'll talk about this next year, hopefully not. That that's all I have to say uh on the head coach. He's not going anywhere. There's no point in wasting your energy or thought process on this, even if you don't like him. I mean, that's that's just natural. There are coaches, players that fans are not fond of. But if you don't like him, you have to be a realist. You have to realize, um, yeah, you want him gone, but he kind of took away the reason. Just like how the Bills took away the AFCs from Miami. Bunch of jokers. If if we have nothing <laughs> else, we have that. <laughs> Dolphins. Unserious fan base. They deserve everything that they got. All right. We'll come back, wrap up our number one. And uh, we'll see what we've got here coming into this uh, off season. Obviously, coaching one of the, the coaching staff, I should say, is one of the big details that the Bills need here. But what about the roster? There's going to be a lot of change coming to this Bills team, one way or another, where, whether we want it or not. There's going to be a lot of change coming for the Buffalo Bills. What does some of it look like? Well. Why don't we get back on the other side? Let's take a look at that as well. Sabres play the Sharks at 4 o'clock. Brian Koziel and Pat Malacaro, Paul Hamilton, they'll have your pregame starting at 3. TJ and I will be carrying you until 3 as we've got Sports Talk Saturday. More of it coming on the other side on WGR. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.